Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Colt Film and Review. I am your host, Cody Everett. This week, we are piecing together an episode the best we can because we're talking about Frankenhooker from 1990. Hopefully, it's got some boobs in it. Let's just start the show. Should <laughs> the episode know. does? Yeah, I'll take my shirt off. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. So uh, we're talking about Frankenhooker tonight. I got uh, Kyle Smith with me. I got Chris Willenbrecht, and I got Michael Salustio, and I'm Cody Everett, as always. Uh, I don't know why. Energy, inter- right? Off yeah. the bat. Well, I'm introducing myself it. a lot. You are. Um, we're talking about uh, the 1980 film Frankenhooker, if I hadn't said that three times already now. It's all right. It's fine. You guys love it when I say things over and over I like again. I like clarity yeah. and repeat and, and repetition. I'm a, I'm a big fan of repetition and yeah. clarity. All right, so this movie was uh, this movie was Mike's Mike's pick, and I guess my question is, Mike, Mike, why did you pick a movie you would hate? <laughs> there's no there's no guarantee I'm going to hate this film, but we'll wait we'll wait till the end of the show. We'll keep that as a cliffhanger. But the reason I picked this film, ever since we've done Slither, I've been interested in Frank Henenlotter's work, mm-hmm. and I've wanted to cover one of his films. Mm-hmm. And, and how, I felt like this would be a good starting point. And how does it relate? to It's Slither? not his most popular, but it's his relative. It's pretty popular. How what? does it relate to Slither? Uh, this is uh, James Gunn's like one of his favorite directors. Uh, okay. Um, he, oh, okay. He drew a lot of from his style of filmmaking in Slither. Um, there's even like a bar or something in that film called Hen and Lauders mm. or something like that. Like he he talks extensively about his influence on that film. Hmm. Huh. I can see it. Interesting. Definitely. I mean, once you look, you look at the creature designs in this, and mm. then you kind of go to a slither. Yeah. Has some a similar feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a, I got like an, an I don't, I don't know what. This is a second movie in a row, row we've done where I've gotten a, a strong dead alive vibe in the creature design. Mm-hmm. It's just that '90s era, like they knew how to meld weird, skin yeah, skin being blended together type of thing. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Maybe that was like a result of them doing their at home, you know, kind of cooking it in your kitchen sort of effects, and they're I like, "Well, that's what we got, so I fuck th- it." I, I was wondering that. I was wondering if it had something more to do with, um, like, this is the fallout from, um, like, the Reanimator. Like, mm-hmm. this oh, is part I of can that. tell you one th- one story that I heard that um, the uh, explosion scene with all the prostitutes exploding, exploding? yeah, uh, that's where they burned. I don't mean to be use a pun, but that's where they burned all their budget off, and then they had really let nothing left. So they he had to call in a like a third party pyrotechnic guy to come in <laughs> and do the other explosions that's at the end of the lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking great. Well, you know, blow your load and a hotel room full oh, of God, so many there puns. You go. <laughs> puns are uh, flying tonight. Um, Chris, yes. Question for you: What? What do you think makes Frankenhooker a uh, cult film? Uh, I think Hen and Lauder's style has a lot to do with the its cult status i think if you look back at his other films like basket case he sort of ha- always had like a a vision almost like i would say like james gunn seems to have sort of a style or a vision mm-hmm. or any other uh, john waters might have a style or a vision you know style he, it's distinct it's distinct amongst like just cookie cutter hollywood style in the fact that how it's shot or light, how it looks I mean, the lighting or, number one is is a big thing um, i have the a second cre- part the creature effects i have I a think. second part of this question okay sorry i'm just going i'm <laughs> rattling dude is it is it is it the is it how it's shot how it looks or is it how it's written because he wrote both I think he was part he was, he's co-writer on this I yeah I would, I would imagine mm-hmm. yeah both definitely and the reason I asked that is because this is a made-up story. I don't know if anybody knows that. Like, I watched an interview with him, and he was pitching to the producer. He was pitching a different movie. And the produ- or, and he read the script, and he was like, I love the script, but I'm not making this movie. Mm-hmm. He's in that meeting. What else do you have? And he just started making up Frankenhooker there. It was after that he got the funding, he wrote the script. You think he was just thinking about Frankenstein the whole time? And he was just like, <laughs> yeah, there's, shit, there's, this has turned into Frankenstein. Be some, Whatever, some, let's go with it. There's got to be some loose, loosely based on yeah. Mary Shelley's, Shelley's Frankenstein. But. Well, the, the family's name is Shel- the yeah. Shelley's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Franken, his last yeah. name is Jeffrey Franken. Yeah, yeah. It's, definitely, it's definitely based off of that. But what I'm saying is like, you can tell, at least I can tell, that this is a very, it's thrown together. I'll agree with that, yeah. There's, it's not 
It's not the most coherent story. You don't think? <laughs> it so? opens up with him working on a fucking brain with an eyeball. So yeah, instantly yeah. we're in a universe but that we have that to like, believe that what? mad scientists exist because essentially but what isn't he that is... isn't Frankenstein? Frankenstein does the same thing. He's just trying to yeah. find... He's trying to figure out how to reanimate people. Yeah, but Mary Shelley did it, like, good. This was, this, like, this is... this was like you were thrown into a world and, like... Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with Cody. Like the first half of the film feels a little like so, ho- hobbled together. It, but okay. don't get me wrong, like and and I, and I love it, but it, it also has this very cartoony feel. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, it's super cartoony, which I, I mean, love. That's, that's you know, I that think that's his films. work. That's yeah, his work. I think that's but his style. That's but what I'm talking about. Like, exactly. some, that's what makes it a cult film. Is that some the fact people that don't you, like that? Yeah. yeah. Some people like when this movie came out. I guess we're upset because it's like you can say, say it's gory. It's not gory. It's not gory. No, no. It's mildly, it's not actually mildly disturbing, I guess. But <laughs> I wanted to touch on the 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 question you asked Krista about why it's a cult film. I have my own answer. Kyle to was going to get to you, Kyle. Yes, <laughs> yes, Cody. What's up? What do you think makes Frankenhooker a cult film? <laughs> Honestly, I, th- I think it's the same exact thing that makes Sleepaway Camp a cult film, which is that final reveal scene, and it's just the reverse of it. Or Sleepaway Camp, you pan out and you find out that the girl is a guy, and this one you pan out and you find out that. He is now has the body of a woman, and it's just like it's a shocking reveal. And I think that's like it's the same thing that that I think made that made uh, society more of a cult film because that lasts like 30, 30, 30 20, 30 minutes. See, here's where I this is I'm gonna disagree a little bit on this one. Did anyone think the ending was just so quick and out of fucking nowhere that it didn't it didn't hit me like that? I was just like, this is it, this is the end, that's what happened. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I'll tell you what it reminded me of. Like, I didn't think he knew how to end end the movie. No, I don't believe that at all. I think it's it was it was a throwback to pretty much every Twilight Zone I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how a lot of Twilight Zones end. Is there's a whole story and then the main character like a twist will happen where he kind of gets his due. Like, you know what I mean? Like his comeuppance. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I felt like. I mean, take what you will from the ending, but I think that that was the understanding was that Jeffrey was, in fact, like, he wasn't, I mean, he definitely wasn't all there. <laughs> yeah. But he also wasn't trying to create this girl with the best intentions in mind. I'd agree with that, yeah. He was not trying to create it with the best intentions in mind? No. Why, why do you think that? Well, a lot, well, to, I think, I think. I it, feel like he had, like, an undying love for his Yeah, but but also, yeah. he was also trying to give her, like, the perfect body yeah. with the perfect breast, and the and that was like the thing was that his obsession with the female form, like the objectification. Right, right. I kind of I felt like that was what it is. Well, now you're a woman because you didn't seem to care that my body got saved, so you now it doesn't matter. Well, right? do you think if it would have all went to plan and and he didn't have to hobble together what was left of the the hookers that she wouldn't have woken up and been like. Yeah, you did a good job. I, mean, I, I look good. You I don't look say, like a Frankenhooker. I, I guess you could say that. I guess you could say that. But the fact that he had to pick the best legs and the best arms and yeah, the best Yeah, well, breasts. can I tell you something? Go on. If if <laughs> I died and my wife was to bring me back and I didn't look like Zorro, yeah. I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like what? You couldn't give me Zorro's body? Yeah. You couldn't give me his accent? That you was could, amazing, you by couldn't the way. Hook me, you, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hook me up with that steroid-ridden body? What the hell? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That dude was gonna burst. No, but I mean, going back to what I was saying, I mean, come on, that that, that last 30 minutes is like, is honestly like, comes out of nowhere with these like, hobbled together corpses of prostitutes, like one yeah. has no legs but has a mouth with a vagina and he is, is supposed to be, it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? Which made no sense. It's like, why didn't her body parts meld together then? Yeah, exactly. Well, because they didn't get electrocuted, that's why. Oh, that's right. There yeah. you go. You're right. Like, Science. Yeah. Science. <laughs> That's one hundred percent correct. I didn't think of that. All right. So, um, what did you guys? Well, overall, what did you think of like the lack of of gore? As far as like in the special effects, do you think it added to the comedy element of it, or do you think that it hurt it in a way for 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 a horror film? Well, he's he's talked about it. He he's gone on to say that he doesn't consider himself a horror director at all. That he considers himself an exploitation director. In which case, this is totally an exploitation film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, that was his excuse for why there wasn't a lot of blood. See, was that he doesn't see himself as really a horror film. And, I, and this is one of my questions, director. too, I was going to have. This is kind of... A lot of reviews that I read on this film knocked it. Said it was basically like a softcore porn. And after watching it, I, I'm not nowhere even fucking near I, that. I think, no, yeah, I think I this is way. a comedy first. I think this is a comedy yeah. first. It like just if, boobs are in it. 
That's yeah. it. Like yeah. the, they play an actual part in the movie in a, in a way. Like it, it fits the movie, like in an important part too, yeah. because the guy's obsessed with the female form. It's not just boobs because of boobs. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, yeah, they're He's either trying to find the best set. It's yeah. either, well, that's not that's not only that, but they're either used in dialogue like. I have, baby, I have all the best parts, and the prostitute shows her boobs. Like, mm-hmm. that's, it has meaning in the story, like, in the story. Well, yeah, because he's not going after them to necessarily have sex with them. Mm-hmm. He just wants their body parts so he can recreate his girlfriend, essentially. Yeah. I thought it was, I just thought it was odd because he also tells the story from um, the motion picture, whatever, rating place mpa uh yeah he tells the story of where they uh someone called them and said that they're rating it s this is the first movie they <laughs> yeah. ever get a <laughs> s s rating for shit and, and he's like what and they said for shit <laughs> what and this movie yeah. pretty much i believe got it, it was it had to come released unrated because yeah they gave it an x because of the boobs i i guess they gave it an x and then he said full fuck it that i'm not gonna rate it well I wonder if it, anything had to do with calling them like crack whores and like really Harping on the prostitution on. Ni- thing. 1990. Had, oh, so there wasn't yes. a lot of explicit yes. no, sex no, 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 in this no. movie. Ninth, well, there's one kind of sex scene where the girl's getting banged in the toilet and the, the yeah. crack, little yeah. crack den. It's kind of a rape. Like It's like a weird, it's not even it's not a rape. rape. It's like, no, no that's that a, I, I assumed that that was a prostitute yeah. and the guy was just trying to hold the door shut. Oh, she was was paid. He, he was there to hold the door shut, but he yeah, had to, like, he he had kept, to stand kept, right in the three. Yeah, he kept there. had the yeah. fucking open. <laughs> I, I, I also assumed he was next, maybe. I thought he was just getting off on it. That was a twosome with a watcher, more. Yes, that's exactly. Way to that's exactly what it was. Yes, Kyle. Really quick, did we descri- did we describe the premise of the film? I think it's pretty nope. pretty apparent by. Uh, okay, I didn't think. I think we, we, we never do that together. A guy wants to build his girlfriend up there. Yeah, we, we pretty much. That's fine. No, I just wanted to yeah. clarify oh, okay. if so, we did that or not. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know what this movie's about, uh, it's about Jeffrey Franken, whose girlfriend dies by uh, his hands, basically, because he made this evil lawnmower. That's gonna, she's such an idiot. I love that scene, by the way. <laughs> pretty um, funny. She. she she turns on this remote control lawnmower. It runs her over. She gets chopped up a little bit pieces. He takes some of the pieces, uh, puts them in an estrogen-based um, solution to keep them alive, uh, and then proceeds to get uh, hookers and build himself his girlfriend back. Did he take more than one body part or just the head? He took the head, he took the, the head, foot. A th- toe? A toe, What's and that? I think in a, yeah. in a hand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I, I for some reason the head was always the thing that was in the forefront, like for me, yeah. because he was like giving it wine. I don't and think shit. he. I don't think he ended up using the other pieces. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Why would you? I don't know. Now, so anyways, um, well, I fuck forgot where I was at. You were. That's all right. Yeah. Good time. He, he good, wants to rebuild his girlfriend. You, you know. You know what? Let's uh, take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the plot. <laughs> And look, Jeffrey rigged it with this remote control, so you don't even have to push it. Thanks, son. Come on, this is your day. I don't want any credit. He's always been creative. What? And it's so easy. You just turn it on like this. Don't don't stand in front of it. And this controls the speed and the direction. So when you want it to go, you just press this. You're on your way, Jeff. Don't stand in front of it. Okay, so uh, I talked a, a little bit about it earlier. I want to kind of go back to it about um, the script, in my opinion, uh, being a little bit of a jumbled mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the script, yeah, or just the story, the story. Well, the that'd story. be the script. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, I'm, right? I'm thinking, that's fine. That's, uh, I'm yeah. thinking about dialogue and yeah, yeah dialogue's that. the dialogue's great and 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 delivery is great. I'm glad they finally made like I didn't know that there was a Jersey horror movie. Yeah, it's about it's about time. It's, I, I did not know that. I'm glad this this came about. Thank God. Wait, isn't, yeah. isn't, isn't isn't I'm probably totally wrong on this. Isn't like most of trauma stuff from Jersey? Yeah, it's all from. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, that was sarcasm then. Yeah, they're not horror movies. They're Comedies. superhero films. This isn't a horror movie. This is more of a this is more of a dark comedy. This, this is this, this, is, this is a trauma that's not made by trauma. <laughs> yes and no. It's not as gory. It's not. I don't think. I'm. I would argue yeah. that this is. It has very different. There's a very different vibe to this than. Yeah, a there definitely film. is. But uh, you know. Well, it, here's, to his point. This. Uh, I'll tell you where it missed the mark. You want to know where it missed the mark and kind of got effed up 
This is by the and this is this is by the ratings board. So no one saw this movie. I don't think whenever I didn't know about this movie until a year ago or whenever it was a couple months ago even this year. Um, I had never heard of this movie before. And anybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah I had never. Yeah. Heard, I, me personally, never heard of it. So I had seen Basket Case before. I remember seeing this cover art in uh, video stores growing up. I just remember hearing the title, and you know, Frankenhooker is not a hard title to forget. Yeah. I remember Franken Fish. <laughs> Frank and Weenie. Well, it was more like 90s. Frank and right? Weenie, that's a great movie. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize it was made in 1990. Me either. I thought it was earlier. Earlier, yeah, yeah, me I too. It was I, I definitely felt it was earlier. It but definitely had that vibe. Yeah. When it comes to, like, the only thing that I think I can compare it to um, personally is in, like, an, is Elvira, where I think, I think that Frank and a Hooker had the potential to be the next Elvira type character. And then was kind of screwed over by its sex. And I think that that's the funny thing is this movie is what an Elvira movie should strive to be, in my opinion. But wait, I, wait, there's a difference, though. Elvira, the Elvira movies were based off of her character that she created on, on, on TV. Yes. This is like a totally a movie all in itself. Like this wasn't, it didn't have, there was no character to build off of. It was just. This was just it. This is it. This is the only no, film I'm, that exists. I'm saying, <laughs> Elvira got away with being sexual without with with kind oh, of beating around the out? bush. And this one is like just went all. Well, no. In what I'm saying it. too is like Patty Mullen had a chance. At, I believe with her performance. Oh, and okay. and what this movie is mm. had a chance to be like the next type of Elvira type character, uh, uh, like a cult film slash horror sex symbol. Okay. Mm-hmm. J- just as much as Elvira. Gotcha. But was. Kind of fucked over by the '90s and its um, uh, prudeness. Yeah, because there was a lot of boobs in this. No one saw this movie. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess if there was less, if there's less gratuitous nudity, then yeah, maybe she would have had a better it's opportunity. Like, it's like what Elvira and don't get me wrong, I love Elvira. I love Elvira. Don't I don't also get me wrong. love the nudity in this film. So, but I mean, I'm th- that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, I feel like th- <laughs> I feel like Elvira always took it to the point to where you thought you were gonna get this movie. And then never gave you this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the movie that you always wanted out out of Elvira, and you you're never gonna get it. And guess what? Patty Mullen had the balls to do it. Yeah, but can you like think? Could you could you imagine Elvira making a commentary on like Black America and like po- poverty stricken America being addicted to crack cocaine and dying in the streets because it was intended <laughs> to murder them? Yeah, no, like, I, I can't imagine Elvira like going that route. I feel like Elvira wanted to be more commercial that than what, Frank Cannon Lauder did. Hold on, though. Did, oh no, I agree with that. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But I think his idea of commercial is obviously different than everybody else's. Um, because I think, <laughs> dude, no, I, I, I think if you give this movie to to a bigger audience today, this movie is going to be huge. This is, I think, why the this is why now I am hearing of this movie, why I am seeing it around. It's because it's it's starting to find its audience. You think a modern audience would 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 appreciate this film? I think they would latch onto this movie like crazy. But I feel like it's already mm-hmm. out there, though. It is out there, but it's not near. Uh, it's not nearly out there. Is like Elvira's mainstream. This is like the punk rock Elvira. Well, Elvira's mainstream because she had so many years to yeah. build up that following. This, if you just if you just were to throw this at audience oh. members now, like I don't feel like they would. They would latch on. It would just be a fucking sci-fi channel or on Chiller or some bullshit, a thriller, Chiller network. Well, giving your rating away. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with my rating. That has me. That simply has to do with my opinion about how modern audiences would. Oh, I, would I view it. I disagree. Gotcha. I think this is. I think this is. This is a movie that could play right next to uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think this is a midnight movie. To, to to all hell and this is like this is this is are we talking about modern audiences though yes. I'm, I'm confused because that yeah modern, yeah i'm talking about modern uh, there is dude yeah so if well it, no the reason people latch on to rocky horror picture shows because i feel like it's mostly stems from a nostalgic thing, yeah yeah like, and, and and there's a lot of fi- like audience participation yeah, in those kind of things like what are they going to throw in this crack cocaine rock <laughs> <laughs> you can throw super every time drugs? they say crack throw pop no, rock in the air you can throw super drugs you can throw body parts you can throw i mean there's a lot of things no, I know, but everything with boobs. that is like you throw toast, you fucking have marshmallows yeah, or whatever they do. Out. You can dress up as different characters from this movie. I feel like it's, there's, it's there's no too fun, late. There's no fun songs in this one. 
Yeah, there's <laughs> meatloaf never shows I'm up. Saying it, I'm saying it could play alongside of it. I'm saying you yeah, could it get could. This, it, I would. Uh, it's fun enough. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it could play alongside of it, but but again, if you're playing alongside Rocky Horror Picture Show, you're playing to an audience that's already accept, uh, willing to accept a nostalgic or a kind of a, a bigger film. I'm saying. I guess going back to what you were saying that you think modern audiences would appreciate this, I guess I'm picturing it as this movie coming soon, August 16th, Frankenhooker would bomb. I don't no, see. I don't think so. I think in the realm, I'm saying in the realm of cult, not like in the realm of cult film. I don't think this has found its cult audience fully yet to its full potential. Okay, if that's what you're saying, then I'm, yes, I, I'll agree I'm with saying, you. I am saying that the younger generation will latch. Yes, will latch onto this movie. I don't think that they. I think they got to see it. I, yeah, I think if they saw a preview, they might go, "Yeah, that looks stupid." But if they watch the fucking movie, they'd be like, "This movie is hilarious." I think it's a better comedy than Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I think that this is a bigger cult film than any of Elvira's films. I'm sorry. Um, you're probably right. The films, not her as a character, but her, yeah, no, yeah, her yeah. films her for films, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not her as a character. Yeah. Really, because her character's so big, wouldn't you think that would play into her films? That more people know that film but this because film she's is a like really, character? this really no. is subversive. Like Elvira's films aren't really subversive. I, I wouldn't agree with that because we even talked about Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I, I'm a fan of Elvira, but I'm not a big fan of that movie. Like, like, well, as big of a fan, I know, I know Elvira, and I'm much more apt to recognize her and be excited about the idea of Elvira as a character, but watching her movies, like, I could take it or leave it. Well, I also kind of think if you ask people, like, have you seen Frankenhooker? Most people say no. Yeah, and have you seen Elvira's movie, Mistress of the Dark? Most people say, oh, I think I saw that on TV. That's what I'm saying. I think if more people had have seen this movie, you would, Patty Mullen herself, So you're saying saying it deserves a bigger cult following. Oh, 100%. Oh, okay. I mean, I I would give you that. That that makes more sense than what I I don't know. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying that, and I think it is going to have a bigger. I think it's it's working its way there. If they had like a Joe Bob Briggs type show on now, and they played this, I think it could help it find its audience. But they can't play it. Too many boobs. That's true. That would, that would be a but, boring movie edited for yep, TV. That would be really well, boring. Well, that really whole short. that whole scene at the end, or yeah. not the end, but the <laughs> you know the fireworks scene. That's, that's kind of what I want to compare it to, like compare it to too. Think of the final scene of um. Elvira, the Mistress of the Dark. You get the whole boob dance tease. Bro, Penny Mullen gives it to you right in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You get it. There is no tease. You just see him. Yeah. Again, it's a matter of... <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> woo! It's kind of a matter of wanting to appeal to the most, the widest audience you can compared to oh, somebody who's willing to just wait, be naked. Can we also... But there's, there's a difference between the sexuality that's presented in this film versus the sexuality that Elvira presents. This film mixes grotesque, like, like visuals with, like, nudity and sexuality. Yes. Yeah. It, this has a much seedier feeling. Yeah. When you see, especially when he's looking at the prostitutes, than Avira, who who is like, it's it's so cheeky and fun. Here yeah. I am, and I'm yeah. just dancing around. But see, around. that's that, like, yeah. that. But see, yeah. that's that's also why I think it would be more successful for a younger audience today. Because take things like that. Look at shows that are popular now: Walking Dead, uh, Breaking Bad. These are all very dark shows, adult shows, adult themed shows. shows, Yeah, but have sometimes have like a like this is a very dark adult themed fun comedy. Weird, crackers in CD New York City. It's a very weird combination. I I would agree with you, but but what what isn't popular even on TV yet is exploitation. I don't see exploitation. That's true. Really coming back, like as far it's not. As, it's not going to become a mainstream thing. As far as showing nudity, no, no, no. Exploitation in general. This is not just nudity. This is exploiting nudity. This is exploiting the female form. Yeah. This is that's what an exploitation film is meant to do. Like a black exploitation is meant to exploit the black culture. This is meant to exploit sexuality. Like that's not something that you really see on TV yeah, as being a popular would. thing. I. There's yeah. a couple shows I, I, like that. Or like, like, what would you say? Like, uh, Big the new Love. Evil- uh, Big Love. What's it? Uh, what's that other one? Like uh, what's Californication. The, Californication was like that. Uh, that's more like a more, fun sexual yeah. romp. Hey, what, was the, not, what was the other yeah. one with, uh, with Thomas Jane, where he was the male prostitute? That's another like it's a fun sexual romp. That's not. It's not really that's exploitation. What this is. That's not exploitation. Yeah. Is it? No, there's a lot of. They make some of it very fun. <laughs> like, dude, come on! Super drugs and the girls going crazy, whipping their boobs out. As as sad as you want to make it sound, is really funny. <laughs> and then they also explode, which is hel- is hilarious. Right, right. I wouldn't. I, they blow I'm up like you fireworks. wouldn't see that on California. You wouldn't see that on no. TV. Though. Yeah. 
I feel like this is a weird movie that doesn't quite have a home, which is why it doesn't it quite have as big of a following as I think it should. No, see, I think that, that again, this is where uh, uh, more people now need to see it because it takes um, the absurd. It's very absurd. In Most exploitation. Do you think? Do you think are... people? Do you think viewers nowadays, like modern viewers, are, are into are, absurd? Are, are looking to get like yeah the most abs- yes. absurd and extreme and yes. bizarre characters. Well, Tim yep. and Eric kind of Dude, proved yeah, that yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Their, yep. sh- their show's canceled. Uh, yeah, it was uh, very. They, they had a good very, run. Yeah, they had a pretty good run. Uh, yes, I do think that. That's because- a niche audience, though. Because that's no, true. that show was pretty popular. It, 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 it's though. huge. I mean, people know Tim and Eric shit, but I would say it, it is a specific kind of humor for yeah. a lot of people. Uh, no, yeah, no. I think absurd is very popular right now. Uh, really? Because if you look at like AMC, like the shows that they're putting out, it's all like serious character-driven dramas. Like even Preacher has moments of absurdity. You watch, I think, a little bit of it with yeah, me. yeah, but. That's based it, off a comic book, but it's so. still deeply dramatic. So maybe Frankenhooker would do great as a YouTube series. <laughs> yeah, like Adult Wednesday Adams or whatever that was. Yes, <laughs> I like her as a character. I yeah. think she plays that character well, and I Dude, can see. Where, I mm-hmm. could see where you're going with like, oh, you could turn her into that yeah, sort I was of bummed. icon. I, but like, I was bummed there wasn't more of her talking in her like normal voice. Like, like, yeah, her doing like the weird twitches and like repeating the hooker. The, oh, like, I lines. love that stuff. But I, I just thought the character got so much more dynamic at the end when she was actually using her voice, and then she like fucking pieced him together. Well, I that's it right, was, like, right. I was like, okay, well, I want more of that yeah. version of Frank. We didn't hooker. get enough of that version. See, yeah. I like the other ver- version better. I think Patty Mullins. V- Fantastic at physical. Uh, there comedy. was a couple of moments I cringe. Like I was like, yeah. oh, that wasn't that strong. Yeah, of a me delivery. too. I was like, Ooh. what? I can't can't I, name the five lines that she says. I don't know there, but there was definitely moments where I was like, you know, it caught me at first. I was like, cool. She's like repeating all the stuff that yeah. all the prostitutes. It wears said. off quickly, and then all of a sudden, I was kind of like, all right, now I'm sure she's getting tired of doing this. I can kind of tell that she's, you know, yeah, like it definitely, it definitely, forcing it out. It was it was great at first. It was a great way to 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 kind of bridge the character with the body parts together. But yeah, I think it wore off a little a little soon for me personally. Yeah, I never I never got that. I thought it was funny every time she said it. I thought the way that she like made the character walk, the faces, um, all that stuff was was fantastic. And that's another thing. Like I would say. 75% of the faces, I was like, that's hilarious and funny. And then there was like 25% of those faces yeah. that I was kind of like, I will eh, say, that, it was, he it, let her, it he, was he better than Alvira, where, where I felt like 95% of everything she said was just like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Just eye rolling. I'm sorry that you hate beauty <laughs> and comedy mixed together. <laughs> My, Mike hates beauty. <laughs> this week on Cold Film Interview, we did review Elvira's movie, and we did talk a lot about Elvira. And I'm not—I'm just comparing her to to what I think that I I can see Frankenhooker it could have been, but I think was stopped because of the sexual element. Mm. I just don't opinion. think it caught on. I, I don't think, think it. Well, dude, because when you release, think about it. When you release a movie unrated in 1990, that's no release. But nobody like, sees that. Let's let's talk, let's talk about something though. Then it wouldn't have probably have been a Frank Hennenlautner film if what's if, that if if we got are you saying to get rid of the nudity no are you no saying, I think that's but what that's, makes that would have been the only way he would have got a legit rating and it would have been seen by more people so movie, it's, a, it's 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 a double this movie would be sword. rated PG thirteen we're talking about Elvira versus that like I feel like if Elvira just decided out of nowhere she was gonna rip her top off and just start dancing and blowing things up, you'd be like, this, this is not the Elvira that I remember. <laughs> you would be shocked this by that. This is way better. And if, and if, <laughs> and if Hen and Lauder had decided to say, you know what, let's just get rid of all the nudity too, and all the cursing, and all the... Let's just make this a kind of more of a family-friendly thing. This would probably be... No, no. Not I, a 62 run. I would have been, been very happy if I'm Elvira not, ripped her top off. Maybe Frank should have directed the Elvira movie. I'm not saying that, <laughs> I'm not saying that this is his fault in any... Any fast. I don't whatsoever. think that he sees anything about this as a fault. I <laughs> no, think no, he no. did his film and he did it the way he was going to no, do it. No, and that that's shit what, got th- done no, that, that, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I agree with that statement 100. Yeah. percent But I'm saying because of the time period that it was released, no one saw it. Because yeah, okay. What I, I was agree. in it? If it was like the early 80s or even the yeah, 80s, I think yeah. it would yeah. probably have been bigger. I yes, think so. I understand yeah. what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah. there was I, a time for it, and it came a little late. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. I'm saying when it came out in the 90s, when when everybody was. Yeah, yeah. It came out late. If it had come out earlier in the 80s, it would have done better. 
It was a late, late first got a, time. I think it would have got a rating. I think it would have gotten an R. There's nothing that. There's no reason this movie should not have gotten an R. Give me, give me one reason. Can't because boobs. There's no vagina in you it. You know, the MPAA can be really. It depends. Like we, like we did wizards. We did and wizards, shit. and we were like, "How the fuck did this get a PG?" Well, that's you know the, what I mean. Well, that's the other thing it, it dealt with. That's that dick shaped tower. It, yeah, it dealt with it dealt with drugs. Uh huh. Crack. Yeah. I mean, people are literally smoking yeah, it, crack in but, the movie. But here's the and thing: it, looks though, like it was it was dealt with it. It was dealt with it with with such a with such a comedic tone. Yeah, super so. drugs, dude. Is the funniest. Fu- I was fucking rolling when the girls would whip out. It's super drugs. Yeah, yeah. Oh my oh, god, I was like, so th- funny. I was like, who makes a, who, who? They didn't even give it a fancy name. No, just they super literally drugs. just said super crack, and they lost their goddamn yeah, minds. They, they did. did. <laughs> that that was actually. I mean, yeah. I had a hard time even laughing about that because I couldn't tell whether or not I was like, this is kind of offensive, or is this really fucking funny? It's so funny. I I did laugh at it. I will, I will be guilty to say that I definitely laughed at. I it. feel oh, yeah, it's fucking I feel, hilarious. I feel, but it's an exploitation, no so I kind of was just like, this is funny. Absolutely, it's a it's you you expect that kind of you expect that kind of shit. I feel I feel no guilt for and, what and why and, and, and anything that's that's made in this movie. And that's the weird thing. Is it weird that I find it odd calling it? I guess at the time it was, but I don't feel like it is now an exploitation right. film. It just well, feels like a fucking hilarious horror dark comedy. comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like honestly, at the time, that's why I was saying that's why it, it wasn't successful at the time. Hold on, wait. There is a. I mean. I think the thing that really puts this as a sexploitation kind of film, that the big scene is him with all the prostitutes grading every little part and, like, getting the camera getting deep into, like, a buttocks and, like, right on a, right on a breast. Yeah, the magnifying yeah. glass on the nipple. And that he's like, oh, my a, God. But and he's, like, we pushing just, it. Yeah. But hold on, hold on. We just agreed that we wouldn't put it on a softcore porn level. So... But there was nothing porn really is, pornographic porn about is that. Meant to titillate. But, uh, I don't think that sexploitation yeah. is always meant to titillate. No, it's just meant to get as much boobs on screen as you can. And a lot of yeah. times, comedy is mixed with it. Like I, I feel like in a lot of exploitation. No, films. I agree with that. No, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you about the comedy coming from this film, and his name is James Lorenz. I thought he, solid every time. I thought yeah. he was great, dude. I'm so glad he came back because we were talking when we did Street Trash. We're like, oh my god, who is this guy with this doorman? This is the most hilarious combo we've seen. And then I don't think we ever looked up if he was in anything else. And all of a sudden, here he is, pops up as the lead character in Frankenhooker. And I was so excited. Can I tell you something? I thought he was so god awful first half of the movie. Really? Thank you for saying that. Yep. I I I wanted so he was badly. Horrible. I wanted so badly to like, but. He's so fucking good when he is making shit up and he's off the cuff. But when he's going off a script, he's not that good of an Hold actor. Hold on, though. I will and want, it really, it really I brought wanna, the film down. I want to talk about, but to keep that in mind in terms of his character and what he had to do. At this is a, this is a movie about a guy who loses his girlfriend and slowly descends into a kind of insanity. Yep. So he start he has to build up at some point in time. At the beginning, he's just playing around with a brain, but. Halfway through the film, he's putting a drill in his fucking head. Yeah, which was crazy. It's not my I, my 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 issue isn't isn't with how the character develops throughout the film. You're you're right. It's a logical path for a character to take. I just think he portrayed it badly. In the, the very beginning. Fr- yeah, the beginning. In the I didn't start. Half. I didn't. I didn't get on his team until he started kicking the body parts in the bag down the fucking stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I was on his team when he was driving down the streets. That's when oh, I got on. Oh, that was so funny. And he started just like you could see he was just making yeah. shit up. It was like so goddamn yeah. funny. Oh, oh my god. Oh, this right is, oh, that's nice right there. This is this is the street. This is the street I'm turning down right <laughs> yeah. here. When he talks to himself, man. When he really gets into talking to himself and starts losing his mind, that's when his character shines yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. But even when he stood like t- towards you know the the end, he's like you know insane basically. He starts telling his mom. He's got a lot of really long monologues and like even mm-hmm. that one he that monologue is very good. Yeah, the one he talks to his mom about. It, he's like, I think I'm going crazy. I'm like losing my mind, and I'm like over here thinking like, Mom, do something. And she's just like, Okay, honey, maybe you need to sleep, you know, or whatever. Find a girl. Yeah, that's what he's trying on. to do. He's like, trying to find a girl. <laughs> the, but no, his with the, all the right parts. The deliveries mm-hmm. of his monologues, I thought, were actually pretty good, and they're and, and it's mostly him talking to himself a lot in this movie. I agree, but I feel like just the, something about the performance in the first yeah. half of the film. I'm not a fan of. I can't put I can't put my finger on what it is that I didn't like about, it, but I just was like, it wasn't maybe well, it, maybe I, I didn't believe I, him I, or something. I, I, I think, well, that's part of it. I think, the, especially the the brain scene in the opening, my least favorite scene. 
Oh yeah, I, nice I liked not it. A fan. That was I a. I liked it too. What was it's that just, a reference to? Like the man with the screaming brain. Yeah, or something it was something like that? like that. I guess he had saw it on a poster, and it never actually made it into the movie. So he decided he was like, "Well, fuck, I'll put it in my movie." It, uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> I I wasn't a fan of the way the movie opened because honestly, I I I, pur- I I purchased it on Amazon and rented it, and like it's so funny. I hit play, and I'm like, Did the movie just pick up in the middle. Like it just has a really weird way of opening. You're kind of like thrust into this world, and like him fucking around with the brain was like, ah, this is kind of annoying. And then like the then, then like the lawnmower happens, and it's like, okay, here we go. Now the movie's getting well, going. And that's the weird thing is, is like in, the whole time I could give a opinion, shit about him. It was a rough he start. Pl- no, he played it, it very. Was. He played it in the very beginning, even even when he's yelling at uh, Elizabeth, um, the, his, his fiance, mm-hmm. very bland in the way that mm. he plays everything. Um, I'm just like how he's trying to get the follow his hand when he goes out and he's just like, don't stand in front of it. I feel like his comedy is really dead or his acting style in general is very deadpan. Like that yeah, was way better. It was way better in street trash. When he starts going, when he starts going crazy, boom, it picks up. Well, that's up. what I was going to say. It's like he played street trash almost high energy. Yeah. Yeah. But he I don't I, know if it was high energy. It yeah. was deadpan though. It was definitely, it was, but, but, but it was more, it was more honest comedy. It like felt like he was actually fucking hated his boss and like this is a legit interaction that I'm watching whereas like the first as film it just he just kind of feels like he exists in this world he's not really quite part right, of it yet right. and then yeah when when he starts trolling for the fucking prostitutes that's when he really fucking kind of comes into his own I think it's a I don't know if it was I almost asked the question if it was done on purpose Mike yeah. brought up how the character develops like that which yeah I can I can to appreciate and understand that I just didn't think it was portrayed. Well. I mean, I meant the way he's portrayed is more or less, I think, to set up her than him. Well, yeah, yeah, look, I, I think what happens is they 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 get rid of they don't do an origin story. That's that's the best way to put it. If this well, they, is a Frankenstein tale, no, no, no. We know right off the bat that he has the ability to at least bring to life a brain with one eye. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first thing that you see in the, in the middle. It's of the not brain. like you start off where he's like, "I was just, I was a medical student in 19 blah blah blah." But they blah, do blah, explain blah, that he's, I, he's gone to medical school. They explain it through dialogue, but yeah. they don't show it in the movie. No, they just go right into it. Like he's a kind of a mad scientist kid. He's doing some pretty unique shit right now. I mean, even when the girlfriend finally finds out that she's been brought back to life, she's like, "Why aren't you using this for the betterment of society?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, kind of goes a little crazy about it, like. Before Until she, she finds realizes, out that her body is yeah. pieced together with other. So maybe, 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 but. maybe if that intro, maybe, maybe that intro would have worked a little better if it was recut. Whereas, like, but like you're saying, the conversation they're having where they're kind of explaining his background of being being an electrician or or going to medical school, dropping out. Like, if that was what you opened up with, and then it was intercut with little scenes of him in the lab, and then which fi- which finally reveals the brain, then maybe. The audience would have been like more brought into the world. It's possible. It's like, possible. A, a, I think a smoother transition think with, into the world with budget, with budget, with stand, like with, with the oh, budget take consideration. Around. Right. Well, I mean, origin stories tend to drag. You don't even need an origin story because they already had it in the movie. It was just it was misplaced. By the time I'm hearing about him, I'm already supposed to accept the fact that he has a brain on the kitchen table. Like and the I'm mother like, should you saying, saying maybe the mother should have brought it up right off then and there. Like, can you stop doing that just because he came back from medical school doesn't mean that you can you know I yeah. honestly yeah. thought I honestly thought that at the very when I first started watching the movie, I thought it was more I thought the movie was gonna be more about her than him. Yeah. The way it played off in the first half. Yeah, it feels like more of an introduction to her and who she is. Oh, they they definitely do that. I think specifically to. I, here's the thing. I think there is a, a common theme that is being played about this thing, and it is about like female objectification and like women's bodies. Because right off the bat, she starts off with a conversation with her friend about uh, the diets, losing weight diets, and stuff, yeah. like how she feels really bad Love about her body. Tells you to lay off the pretzels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's really like. There's a big thing about, and then it kind of, and then I think. The ending, when it, it all culminates to this end where it's finally like, now how do you feel about having the perfect woman body? And then he's not happy about it. Right. And he realizes, like, I think there is a moral to this story that's actually a very good one. Mm-hmm. That exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, don't bring dead people back to life. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like, they could have learned that precious. pet cemetery a few years yeah, prior. Even if you think you can. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth. Jeffrey. What happened? Some man named Zorro came by here. Zorro? Here? Yes. Jeffrey, you were... you were gone. Dead? How did... what... Well, you kept very good notes. 
And of course, I use living parts. Living parts? What do you mean, living parts? Holy shit! That's not my hand! What are these boobs? Elizabeth, what did you do to me? I had a kind of a problem with her shoes, even though it was very Frankenstein. I, oh, I also had a problem with that. I actually, Why? I loved it. Uh, loved it. I loved it. it I thought it was a much. great. I thought it was a great. Loved it. Attempt. To. Loved her top with the pointy nipples through the. I like that. The I top. just thought the, the shoes, I, man, the shoes just killed like, it. Yeah, it just it just killed I mean, the look. It, it did, what? It, They're Frankenstein. Where did where did where would he have gotten those <laughs> shoes from? <laughs> where do you get a pile that. of boobs without any? <laughs> he blew up a bunch of women in a room and collected. Them, you, yeah, <laughs> we but you saw get, that happen. You get, you, we didn't see him go accept, down to Payless and get fucking Frankenstein hooker boots. You'll accept, <laughs> you'll accept that there's, you'll accept that there's no gore related to that. There's just a pile of boobs that you can attach with a. Um, I like he was welding together. With, yeah, too. with, with like, a weld with a welding machine. God forbid machine. you connect any like bones or like, anything or muscles. Was, no, there was no bones. One of the arms was just a flat piece <laughs> of cut. You'll accept that, but the shoes you have a problem with. I'll accept the shoes. I just don't like them. <laughs> oh, I love the look. I, I mean, it, I mean, obviously we all know what they were. He was trying to do. Obviously. He was yeah, trying but, to do the Frankenstein was, thing. I laughed at it when I first saw it. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. That was <laughs> about too. it. That was your. That was the way you laughed. You're like, oh, that's kind of funny. No, I know it wasn't. It wasn't like, a, oh my god. <laughs> Like I was just kind of like, oh, I get it. That's cute. I thought I thought it felt perfectly into this movie. It does, but I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a cheap thrill. Who knows? It, 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 it's yeah. It, it, it's just like it's an it's an extra like they throw like let's just throw one more thing and if if audience haven't gotten the fact that it's Frankenstein, let's just throw one more thing in that connects it to old Frank. <laughs> Can we get to? Uh, I'd love to get to uh, uh, how it was shot, like his style of shooting. I think it was very very unique. I felt, as far it felt as like a uh, TV show. Like really? I felt, it, I felt it had a lot of almost comic book moments. Yeah, there are did. shots where like extreme close-ups that get that are there real quickly and then they're gone. Yeah. Like when like uh specifically when I don't think that was his mother, but like the other woman that was right. maybe I think the girlfriend's mother. Yeah, when at the, the beginning with meter? the brain. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a scene where it's this really weird angle where it's like over his shoulder. Mm. But his head looks so big because it's so right, right. Like I don't the know perspective the perspective or whatever. It's like way off, and you get this really feel like this, yeah. This, you get this feeling there's a lot that of wide angle lens. That yeah, uses there's a lot of like usage of that close up wide angle. It made me feel shots. like I'm watching like a like a comic book it, frame. It felt like it, it, it just had really that. It, I don't know. I don't know why I keep coming back to it. it. Just had that '90s horror movie look to it. It just like. Again, I'm going to say I'm going to bring this movie up yet again, but Dead Alive is the same way. There's a lot yeah, of these like close-up. They're like extreme close-ups using almost like a fisheye and creates this really, this really obscure, mm-hmm. stretched, kind of skewed look to it. Maybe I'm the crazy one here, but I thought there was nothing special about the cinematography. I didn't really think whatsoever. there was anything either. I'm well, pointing out what he did. You but can't say that it was there wasn't unique things. It wasn't like he just stuck dude, a camera and statically I, just. I'll be honest with you. I cannot name one shot. I just named two. You did. I can't. I want to go back to what I said about TV because there was a couple, there was at least twice, maybe a third time, where there was like a fade out and I'm like, oh, we're cutting to commercials? Because it like- (laughs) There was one that I noticed. Yeah. It held out too long. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to see what KFC's selling right now. Fade to blacks. Yeah, I did notice that too. I will agree with you on that. That was like a bad choice because it made it feel like a made for TV movie. I feel like that was just an editing style at the time. That was acceptable. Now it's not. I I feel like the editing was a little bit of a mess. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I didn't either. It, I felt right for the f- style of film it was. For the most part, it is like a paint by numbers yeah. in, in terms like, of like a uh, comedy. director Most comedies are. Most comedies yeah. aren't these dramatically shot. No, no, no. What are you guys That's talking about? What are you guys talking about? There are so many things where things are flying at the screen, getting pulled into the screen. There are shots coming out of like refrigerators I did and not, shit. Uh, maybe I'm... Yeah, there's a lot of point of view yeah, type shots going on. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll go back and watch for the third time, but I... I you watched this twice? Yeah. Oh, I, I can't wait to watch it again. I've, uh... I'll have to go back and watch it again to try to look specifically at the cinema. No, the lighting but... was great, dude. And, and no, I don't agree on that. The lighting is fantastic. So good. I love the lighting. I love the the, the minimal sets that were there. I love them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I loved the his gar- lab in the garage. <laughs> yes. So well, the good, garage right? was four times this interior it, garage yeah. was four times the size of the exterior. Of Makes the garage. sense. Done Makes on purpose. Sense. He's got to fit that giant fake. Uh, uh, what is what is what is that he had like a uh, oh, spark plug? Yeah, giant. It's like a giant spark plug he like brought in. I was wondering. Was, what's in that bag? What's in that bag? And then he like pulled it out. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I love the I love the crack den. I love the hotel. Yeah. Um, 
The oh, sets were paper was sweet this, in the, the hotel. Set, the sets were definitely good, and yeah, I agree. The lighting was on point. Yeah, and just I and like the the honestly the most memorable thing I can think of the shot to just kind of go back to it really quick because it's uh, one of my favorite scenes also was the 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 dude that does have money on the street that uh, <laughs> she pulls off. Uh, oh, the, the little fat dude, little I, Jeffrey. We'll little, call him little Jeffrey because yeah. I think she kept asking for Jeffrey, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." Yeah, <laughs> like just took advantage yeah. of that's, it. I mean, that's the most memorable close up that I can remember is just him sitting on the bed talking to the camera. That's supposed to be her. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's mm-hmm. pretty much it for me that I can remember. Uh, but I do love that scene. I think that scene's extremely it's funny. So funny. And then like, when, as she kisses people and they just burn up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was hey. basically. Oh my her. God! When she when 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 Zoro punches her in the head and it oh, flies yeah, back yeah, and all weird. the electricity yeah, that comes was a out of it, awesome shot. I, and then just just dangling there and the mouth is still moving and opening and closing. Like I thought the effects actually for as corny as most might think they are, I thought they're really fun and effective. No, I so did I. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I totally I th- agree. It, per- it fits. He created this. Uh, that's uh, I gotta give the director that he he created this uh, universe. That you're either all in or you're you're not at all. Yeah, and you're, either, th- you're either jump in and you enjoy the ride. Yeah, or you're gonna go. This movie is fucking stupid. Kind of feel like that's how Basket Case is. Too. Yeah, I agree with that 100. Yeah, and Brain Damage, both films that he did, like, or that are really notable. Mm. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be your your I think your attitude and your take towards this. Yeah. So what are we rating this Mammer Jammer, Mike? Uh, you know, since Hannon Lauder wanted to recreate this thing that he saw on a poster, let's go with Screaming Brains. Cool. Swing brains. Yeah, All right, you can pull that off. Let's start with Kyle. Um, I'm gonna give this three screaming brains. Um, I thought it was a really fun film. I thought it was enjoyable. There's a couple things that I already bitched about in terms of like uh, acting choice from uh, from uh, James Lorenz at the beginning of the film, but he definitely comes into that great comedic timing and that really dry, deadpan sense of humor he has that that we all fucking loved from Street Trash. Um. Yeah, I thought it was a. It's a really fun film. It's really out there. It's it's if it's in the vein of like, the la- final scene is is like, just like society, or you get the same kind of comedic timing and kind of over the topness that you would get from like, from like a dead or a, a dead alive type of film. So I thought it was enjoyable. I, I I liked it. I'll watch it again for sure, just to make other people watch it. That last scene where he's facing the upside down torso with a mouth. Where the vagina should be, yeah. like I feel like that's just worth it right there to watch the movie. So yeah, I'm going to do three, three screaming brains, three whatever it is, screaming brains from Kyle. I will go next. Uh, I'm going to give this four. I really like this movie a lot. Um, for me, this is this is my Avira. After watching this, I'm hooked. Man, I think this movie is hysterical. I think. Um, the main actress has created a character that is a very sexy, uh, very awesome cult film slash horror icon. I think it's maybe she may be not there yet, but she is well deserved to be there. In my opinion, I think this movie is very fun. Uh, you have to accept the universe it's in, uh, but once you do, uh, you're just along for a really fun, crazy, weird fucking ride, and it's funny like the whole time. I was laughing the whole time, so I'm gonna give it four. With the exception of the intro, which we both agreed. Yeah, no, exa- no, no, no. That whole like parent scene thing until she gets eaten up by the lawn, like the whole lawnmower and the whole diet thing. It was really until it focuses on her, but everything with him sucks in the beginning. I'm yeah. sorry, it does. Definitely, but before that's why it's not getting a five, Kyle. Next up is Chris. Um, I am going to give this a four, also uh, four screaming brains. Um, but I would like to watch it again because I feel like I could rate it maybe even a little higher. So do I. Um, I just want to get to know the dialogue a little better. I want to rewatch it for the, you know, just to pay more uh, close attention to everything that we've been kind of discussing. Um, but yeah, I love the characters. Uh, the James Lorenz, his performance didn't quite bother me as much as you guys in the beginning because I was just excited to see him in another movie. So I was pretty forgiving. And then when it finally started to pick up, I was like, all right, this is definitely... In, this, in a style that I enjoy, which is like what you said, Kyle, like a dead alive kind of style. And then I also kind of felt the Elvira vibe that you're talking about, too, except um, she definitely doesn't replace Elvira, although I did really like her and I liked her performance. And it would have been cool if they did a, like some kind of a sequel or something to this movie. 
Um, I or a crossover. Yeah, or some bring bring her character character back again, you know, for something so that we can see Frankenhooker meets Elvira. If it mm-hmm. yeah, well, that would, I would be totally I, okay with yeah, that. You can take my money um, right now. <laughs> as I said, I love the lighting and I, you know, thought I don't know, I just thought it was really well put together. It didn't confuse me. I didn't feel like it was jumbled the script and the and the monologues and the dialogue I thought was well thought out. And uh, yeah, I, I I would definitely recommend this movie if you're into the absurd com- dark comedy horror uh, genre. I agree. I I like your review. I agree. Mike, how much did you hate it? I'm gonna give this a four. Whoa! Didn't see that coming. Yeah. What? Really? You didn't think I was propping it up a little bit? Here's the deal. Uh, halfway, w- w- not even halfway. Maybe the first ten minutes of this film, as I was watching it. I have notoriously given trauma films a pretty bad rap on this on this show, yeah. and I probably will continue to do so. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. But why I'm blown away? We're doing killer condoms. And I had thought for a second, the first ten minutes watching into this, that maybe I had picked yet another similar style of film. But you know what? The difference between this, which I feel is different than something like uh, a Toxie or something like that, is that there is a consistent theme that exists throughout this entire film. All the nudity, all the exploitation, all the things is meant to drive home this one particular theme that actually ultimately culminates into this guy's like ultimate nightmare, which is him turning into the very thing that he was creating and then realizing this is not as great as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. With that being said, like it, I don't, I'm not a big fan of exploitation for the sake of exploitation, but when it's brought together to try to drive home a theme or drive home a point of a story, I'm 100% for it, and I fucking love that about this film. So, yeah, that's why I'm giving this a four. A uh, four? For, I didn't see that coming because I watched this movie. I was like, oh, dude, Mike's going to hate this. Normally you think I would because yeah. I'm not a fan of, of, of trauma, but this is it, it's, a different, it's a different story when I feel like it's not just done yeah. just for, for shock and awe. Which and I don't think it was. I think yeah, it, me neither. It, everything played into the story or the comedy itself. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, 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 I agree with that. All right, guys, uh, that's our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at cultfilm underscore view on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Make sure you uh, like us and rate us five stars on Instagram. Or Instagram. What am I talking about? iTunes. Or uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Just, like, just write, I have rate just you five stars. Five. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not as good as tw- as iTunes, but maybe you could like, yeah. repeat it. You yeah. could just move helpful, it over to iTunes. No, yeah. we really need your help. Please rate us on iTunes. It really helps us out. It helps us uh, pe- more people hear us. And so. we love your comments on Instagram, yeah. too. So we keep them coming. Yeah. Just everywhere. Just keep, everywhere. Just, just, just talk, talk to us. us. We like talking you don't to you. Like us. I don't people are already talking to me about wrestling. It's cool. Wrestling. <laughs> no, they have to be about movies. Um, so you can just do that. You all can, that. Yeah. All that stuff. That just, <laughs> yeah. that just got that barfed out just, onto the air. Just terrible. do it all. Terrible. <laughs> you can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me, ColtFilm underscore Kyle, on Instagram and Twitter. It is a private account, so make sure that he uh, he does follow you back. You have a private account? His Instagram is. You can follow. I do, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know. Got to monitor that shit. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of spam porn, porn accounts that would have just been all over the place if I didn't have a private one. So, you know, <laughs> okay, I keep that shit on lock. You can follow Chris at Coldfilm uh, underscore Chris on Instagram, uh, or you can go to midnightreleasing.com and check out some upcoming titles. I think right now we are working on a film called Elder Island, which is based on a true story, um, an island in Michigan that like a religious extremist used to kind of run and basically the people overthrew him and killed him and apparently his spirit haunts this island and it's like kind of an urban legend in the Michigan area so so if you're from Michigan check it out (laughs) (laughs) alright you can follow Mike at you can find me at at Mike Solicio on Twitter I'm done (laughs) that's it alright alright guys thanks for uh, listening to the show and remember if you're gonna join a cult Just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. Where's my Johnson?